you're having a great week. I'm excited today to sit down and chat with my good friend, Megan Gamble. Megan is a good friend of mine. We go to church together. Our kids are about the same age, and we live down the street from each other now, too. And Megan has a story um, really just talking about when you think your life is headed in one direction and then it changes and how we cope with that and how we kind of just lean into that change. And so I'm excited for you to hear her story today. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan Podcast. Well, hey, Megan, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Super excited to talk to you and just share your story. Um, We got to be neighbors this year, and Megan was um, my son's preschool teacher for a little (laughs) while, and now we live like four four houses down. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so to kind of get us started, tell listeners a little bit about who you are and a little bit about like your roles as mom and all that kind of thing. Okay. Well, um... I'm Megan Gamble, and my husband and I have been married seven years. Uh, We've been together 11 years, and we have two kids, Mackenzie and Mason. We have that in common, too. We have Masons. Both have a Mason. Yep, both have a Mason. (laughs) A blonde-headed Mason at that. And they are full of life. (laughs) They're something something else. Um, And we have two cats. We have Max and Millie. We are an M family. Everyone's M, and our last name's gamble <laughs> so it's it's funny um i am a stay-at-home mom and i homeschool and i do color street on the side or yeah i don't even know if you if i can say if it's on the side right. because it's i mean it's a big it's a business yeah, yeah it's a big part for sure of what i do and um we are believers and yeah we love the lord awesome He's blessed us in many ways. I never thought I'd be a stay-at-home mom, but the Lord had other plans. <laughs> gotcha. Talk to me about that. So you never thought you'd be a stay-at-home Absolutely mom. Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, no. I have been working since I was like 12. Okay. I used to, I, I remember I used to babysit and cut grass. <laughs> and then the moment I, at that time, you had to be 15 to work at the fast food. Okay. So the moment I turned 15, I got a job at McDonald's. And then I hopped to Burger King and then Kmart and then I hopped gotcha. around. But I have always been working. And I remember telling my husband when we were dating, oh, no, I will be a working mom. I don't even know if I want to be a mom. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to have kids. My parents, they questioned. They really thought I was never going to have kids because I was just happy with working and yeah. living my life. And um, at that time, dating my husband. So I didn't ever think I would have kids, but we got married, and I said, oh, no, I'll be a working mom. I promise. I am not. Don't ever promise. <laughs> I'm not going to stay home. Well, you know, but it'll be fine, and I had a great job. I yeah. loved where I worked. I'd go back there. <clears throat> I'd go back to that job today. What did you do? What were you doing at the I time? worked at Sarah Cannon okay. in Nashville. Yeah. I was um, a document control specialist. Okay. So, I basically documented trial patients. Okay. Um, each drug that they were, you know, on. We would document it and get it in the system for the doctors to review to see if the drug that these patients were taking was affecting them, how it was affecting them. Okay. 
So it's a big part of Sarah Cannon. Yeah. Because they are all about trial. Um, How long did you work there? I wasn't even there a year. Okay. <laughs> I was there eight months, but I loved it. But I had my daughter uh, in October of 2014. I started that job in January of 2015, and I worked for eight months, and I just could not. Just couldn't do be it. Be away from her. Yeah. Could not be away from her. I really couldn't. Um, and it was breaking my heart, and my husband and I prayed about it, and he said, just quit. And came home. He's like, we'll figure it out. God will provide. Um, we went through financial struggle, obviously. Sure. Um, because I, at the time, was the breadwinner. Mm. And so we really, really, really put our trust in the Lord. Um, we about lost everything. Our house, our car. I remember the repo guy coming to the door. I have to take your car. I'm like, not today. <laughs> not today. Um, but the Lord provided there, too. Wow. We would literally receive... Um, checks in the mail where we had either paid too much on our escrow or we had a bill that was actually not even due or we had paid too much on it. We took the Dave Ramsey class at the same time. Yeah. So we started really focusing in on our, our tithes. Sure. Um, but at the same time that I quit, I also found out I was pregnant with Mason. <laughs> I'm like, Surprise! oh boy, I guess I'm really staying home now. Two and day I think not. Yeah. Because it's expensive. That is. is a job to pay for daycare. It is. So. Yeah. No, I love that you share all that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were like, oh, no, I'm going to be a working mom because that's very much how I was. I very mm-hmm. much was like, no, I had no desire to stay at home. Um, and I think it's funny, though, because I really believe that, like, working or staying at home is part of your calling and part Mm -hmm. of your purpose, right? And so Mm -hmm. the fact that you had such an, a like, acute change of, like, mindset of, like, oh, no, this is not what I I want anymore. It was hard. Yeah. I called my friend, I don't know how many times, asking her, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can stay at home. What do I do? Right. (laughs) Like, what do I do with my, my time? I mean, and I just, I literally, it just became, I guess it just became me being a yeah. mom. Because that's what the focus changed on was, okay, my job now is to be for sure a wife. I mean, mm-hmm. not that I wasn't before, but my wifely duties had changed to being more intentional in the home. Yeah. And making sure that he had what he needed um, and then that Mackenzie had what she needed and of course being pregnant taking care of myself but yeah oh that transition was hard I I really I struggled I didn't think I could get it (laughs) yeah talk to me about because you said um you didn't know if you wanted to have kids either Mm -hmm. no I come from a family of nine (laughs) wow yes yeah nine children total and there's still three at home so (laughs) yes my my dad he was married to my mom he, uh, they had four together. I have an older sister, Savannah, and then it's me, and then I have twin brothers. And uh, unfortunately, my parents had the, they divorced, and um, my dad remarried, and she had my stepmom, uh, Tanya. She has two: my sister Amanda and my uh, stepbrother, stepsister, stepbrother Amanda and Jeffrey. And then they had three. They had Tristan, and then uh oh, twins again. Wow. So I have twin sisters that are 17, and I have twin brothers that are 33. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's a big family. And I, uh, my sister and I, Amanda, and some may know my sister because we all go to this church together, but um, we knew, we were friends before my parents, before our parents were even really dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really say step. Yeah. Most of the time we, we just say, no, she's our, my sister. We're, we're sisters. Yeah. And uh, people ask us, y'all are sisters? Well, we're stepsisters because we look nothing alike. Right. <laughs> totally different in appearance. But uh, we've known each other since I was 13 and she was 12. Okay. So we grew up together. But yeah, big family. I didn't want have to mm-hmm. have kids because yeah, growing up, it was a struggle for my parents with four. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, when I was 18, my little brother was born. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I want to have children. This is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. I, w- I would babysit him. And then when the girls came around, you know, I would babysit them. It, they were like, it was like having kids. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, my sister, my baby sister and I are 10 years apart. Oh, wow. And so I was 10 when she was born. And I just remember a lot because at that age, you're just oh, yeah. already old enough. And, and by the time I was like, 16, 17 years old, you know, I was driving. She and was she was going. 10. <laughs> yeah, she was six, so she was yeah, going yeah. places with me, and people would think that she was my child. Kid. Oh, I got that all the time yeah. with my little sister. Oh, your little girls are twins. They're so, They're so cute. cute. Yeah. And oh. you were like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> oh, I'm their sister. Oh. But sometimes I would just say, thanks, and thanks. just move along. Yeah, but sometimes it was easier than explaining. Yes, yeah. yes. But, yeah, I had a big family, so I didn't ever think I would want yeah. to have kids. So what changed? What happened? I mean, obviously you get married and I'm sure that that had yep. something to do with it. And I'm sure your husband had things that he wanted out yep. of life, but the heart change. It of was. Like, I don't know that I ever want to be a mom I, too. I can yeah. no longer leave my baby yeah. and go to work. Tell yeah, me about that. I remember that. even telling the company I was working for, because I, I had, they, they walked me through the whole um, engagement and getting married. And yeah. Like, I told them I'm not having kids. And they're like, oh, yes, you will. Your mind will change. You'll get married and it will change. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> now yeah. I see them out. I'm like, here's my two. Here's my two. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a heart change. We got married. We bought our first house. And my sister was pregnant. And okay. it was her first. And uh, just getting to see her in that ex- that experience. Mm-hmm. Experience. Seeing her walk through the experience of pregnancy was awesome, and I was there shortly mm-hmm. after she had uh, given birth, and it was just so exciting, and I remember my brother-in-law saying, all right, who's next? Because it was my husband and I, and my brother and his wife, and he's like, all right, who's who's having a baby next? And I'm like, maybe us. And no joke, like, weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. That's so funny. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. We are going to do this. We're yeah. going to have a baby. Oh, my goodness. I'm, become, I'm going to become a mom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, uh, it, it's like once we had settled mm-hmm. in marriage and in our home, it's like, okay, well now what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not need to do, but it's, it was like boom, boom. Yeah. It Got sort married. of becomes the next thing, yes. you know, and, and everybody's asking you. When are you going to have a baby? When are yeah. you going to have a baby? My mom. When are you going to have a baby, Megan? Yeah. Don't you want to have a baby? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it did happen quickly. It was it was 
I got married in May. We bought our house in August, and it was in February. Actually, Valentine's Day. Then I found out I was pregnant with Mackenzie. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you think about, like, your role now as, like, a mom and a wife, and you, you're very joy-filled in the role, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think for me, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest reasons why I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, I don't remember feeling a lot of joy from stay-at-home moms that I was around. Mm. I don't remember seeing a lot of that. It always seemed very stressful. Everybody was very frustrated. (laughs) And so... I even now struggle with finding joy in motherhood. And I even write that as a daily affirmation. You know, I find joy in my children. I pray for joy in my children. So talk to us about, you know, like what gives you joy? Where did did that just happen? Or do you feel like you have to go look for it? I think it grew more, of course, when they're babies and you're going through the infant stages and even the toddler stages. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, because you are literally giving your full self. It is a sacrifice because they are fully dependent upon you. And it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It is exhausting. And I've had many ups and downs in the beginning stages. I even dealt with postpartum depression after yeah. my son. I remember my mom quickly coming into town because I was just way too emotional than I was mm-hmm. after McKenzie. I never really dealt with postpartum after Mackenzie. It was Mason. Um, and she came and she stayed with me for about a week or two and just helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took time getting, I guess you say, in like a routine. I'll never forget juggling two kids because they're only 18 months apart. Uh, I was scared to death. Like, who do I put in the car first? Uh, the <laughs> infant or the toddler? Like, what, what, that, it took yeah. me three, about three, four months to balance, I felt like, having two kids. Um, it has gotten easier as yeah. they've gotten older because they do play well. And I, I try to keep life simple. Um, I know a lot of times in the world that we live in, we try to keep up with other people. And I have found that's exhausting because I did try that mm-hmm. at the, in the beginning. I'm like, oh, i got to dress this way and I need to do this this way. And I'm like, wait a second. It's like God just like, light bulb, be different. Why do you have to be? And duh, I'm supposed to be. We're called. Right. Who, who we are is who God called us to be and that every one of us is different. Yeah. So why am I trying to be like others? So I had to change that mindset to um, making you're different. You're, you're yeah. going to be different. And so I keep things simple. Even today with homeschooling, my daughter is a kindergartner and I keep it simple. And I try not to put in too much because her mind is, although it's, little and she's soaking everything up like a sponge she also doesn't have to know everything yeah it's basic reading math writing right keep it simple yeah um yeah one of the things I've noticed about you is that you just sort of have an ability to say no yeah I think really well I think part of that comes from aren't you an Enneagram 8 I am Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like my sister um and I think like I 
I connect with that in that I wish that I found that more easier yeah. to do. Well, and I think, too, I find the joy in staying home mm-hmm. and being a, a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool mom and the fact that I know that this right now, and I know it'll change. My calling and purpose will change as they grow older and eventually one day move out. But I really feel that my calling right now is to truly teach them the way God wants me to teach them, not the way the world wants to be. Sure. The way that the world wants them to be taught. Because there are a lot of scary things that children are being teenagers even that are being taught. And I want my kids to be different. I yeah. want the world to see them and say, why are they different? Yeah. Why Why do they act this way? Why don't they, why do they talk this way? And I want them to see that so that they can see Jesus in them, and I don't want the world to feed their minds. I want what we have learned in Scripture and at church to feed them Yeah, and be different. You mean like a full 180, 360 from, I don't know that I want to get married, I don't know that Uh I want to have kids, to I want to have kids and get married and be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I didn't even think I'd teach preschool either, but my sister was like, hey, you should do it. You're really good with kids. You should teach preschool and I taught preschool for a couple of years yeah and then I'm like ah, I've, I've always wanted when I became a stay-at-home mom it was about a year or two after I had been home and I'm like I'm homeschooling them I I'm not putting them in school yeah I'm, I'm gonna homeschool them and I had just I didn't have to convince my husband but I just shared with him with him the statistics and how homeschooling is is different from public school sure. or private school and sure um, and he was like, he, he agreed and he's even more happier now as we've learned more yeah. about schools and what's being taught. He's like, I'm so glad they're home and that we're teaching them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But there's also a lot more to homeschooling than when you were homeschooled. Yeah. You didn't have the programs that we have now. Yeah, we had some, I mean, definitely things have changed, like, tremendously. Yeah. I mean, my family was part of an initial homeschool group, like, the first one in the <laughs> county ever created in the history, you know, um, since, you know, 1796 when Tennessee started, you know, so, like, we were we were those people. Um, but, yeah, a lot has changed, for sure, and I know now that there's just a lot more resources and things and I'm connection I'm not for or against or any of that I just again I I go back to if if you feel like that's part of Mm -hmm. what you're called to do yeah part of of because I also thought I'd be a stay-at-home mom and send my kids off to school Mm -hmm. I thought for sure I mean we moved to this county right because I thought they were going to be going to a particular elementary school yeah and I was in limbo I'm like do I send them do I do I what do I do Mm -hmm. Lord and he's like, no, we're going to homeschool. And we yeah. love it. And those who aren't, it is okay. Mm-hmm. You do what God's calling you to do. Yeah. Public school, private school. I mean, just follow Just the do what you're called. Yeah, I think that is just so important because I don't know why this happens with women. Our husbands do not struggle with it. No. <laughs> but this comparison of, yeah. you know, the right way to do something, the wrong, you know, there's not a right and wrong no, choice again, of... we are all different. Yes. Like, so there's not a right and wrong choice yeah. of working or stay-at-home mom. And this, I want to have more, you know, stay-at-home moms, even on the podcast, because I initially started this as, you know, for working moms, and I do think that we experience 
a lot of different things. Um, yeah. But stay-at-home moms don't not work. We work 24-7. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it yourself. Like, I pay for daycare, you know, and that costs sometimes $1,500 a month. You know, that's mm-hmm. a that's a job. Yeah. That's, you know, it's so paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that it's just an important thing to start to just expose that stuff and really talk about why we think there's a right and wrong way and just stop comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I think the enemy really does that to us to steal our joy. He does. And that's what I think it takes away our joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really feel the Lord calling you to either stay home and teach your children and stay home and teach your children, but Mm -hmm. if the Lord's calling you to work and for them to be involved in school, public school, private school, do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord's going to guide you. He's going to protect them. And he's going to give you what you need in that season. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes I question myself, how long do you think I will homeschool, Lord? Right. <laughs> like, I'm okay with homeschooling through right. high school. Yeah. But, I mean, I know seasons come and seasons change, and mm-hmm. it may not always be this way, but I pray that it does. I really do. Yeah. Like, Lord, please, please continue to provide financially so that we can continue to, yeah. to live the way in that, this way yeah. because I, I want that's our calling yeah to teach our children yeah I love that I love that um well you talked a lot about you know your relationship with Matt and I I always like to talk a little bit about marriage because I think it kind of gets left out Mm -hmm. we you know we get married and we're super happy but then as soon as kids come along as a mom it's sort of like you can really easily prioritize your children above mm-hmm. your marriage. Oh, yeah. And Jeff and I were just talking about that today because every month I do like a reflection of the past 30 days. What worked, what didn't work, what I did, things that made me happy and brought me joy, how fulfilled I was, things that I that didn't go well. And one of the things I realized is that we didn't have a, we didn't have a date night, not well, a single yeah. one. Well, and I'm like, what? no wonder I feel a little disconnected okay. right now. We didn't, we had some intentional time at home, but not that set aside, intentional, get dressed up for each other Parents night out, come back. Yeah, I know, right? Y'all know what that is. It's the Church of Indian Lake. I talked to the director the other day, because that's where Mason attends preschool. Yeah. Um, And she's like, oh, we're we're hoping that we can get it back, but it might be January. And I'm like, yeah, okay. it's it's so hard to prioritize that. But how do you, you know, as a stay-at-home mom... I feel like, and I'm not, so I I don't want to speak for stay-at-home moms, but I feel like um, there's got to be a big dynamic difference between two working parents and then one working parent. Like, so how do you guys balance that and prioritize your marriage and all of that? I mean, we definitely try to have date nights. Um, thankfully, because those younger siblings I told you about, they're teenagers now. <laughs> yes. So as I used to babysit them, they now babysit. For us. That's fantastic. So, um, occasionally, I'll, I'll call one of them to come and uh, stay the night, and they'll watch the kids for us. But we do try to do date night, and on those times that we can't do date night, um, I mean, we try to spend time in the evening. We try to get their kids to bed about 8, so that we have a good hour, hour and a half, to just either talk hang out, or for both of us to just do what we want. Yeah. Because sometimes he just wants quiet. Like, yeah. he just, 
And I hate to say it, but not hate to say it, but he does like to twiddle his thumbs <laughs> and play video games. Right. Um, nothing crazy. He's a very old soul. He plays a farming game. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. But I like it too. I'll sit there and watch it as he's, you know, picking up the, the corn from the field, you know. Oh man. It's it's hilarious. But if it helps clear his mind. Yeah. And I used to really struggle with that. I'm like, why are you playing video games? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just, I just am, and then I had a couple of ladies that I, I asked, do your husbands play game? And Yeah. And they're like, yeah, occasionally. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. they want time with their spouse, and uh, both of them would come back and say, it's just a time for them to clear their mind. Yeah. And that way they can, like, decompress. Hmm. So I'm like, okay. So for him, there's times when that's what he just does. Yeah. And it's not long. He plays for maybe 30 minutes. But we just, we tried to have the evening time mm-hmm. to either talk, spend time together. Um, I've been finding it a lot here lately that it's just, I want just quiet. I'm very much big on music, especially praise and worship music, and I usually always have it on mm-hmm. in the house. But here lately, I'm like, I just want quiet. And I know it's because teaching and you know having a toddler around, or a preschooler, so it's always loud, always busy well, the brain feels like a pinball machine sometimes you yeah. know just things just all the things and, and every husband, direction yeah my husband sometimes will ask me what are you thinking about oh you want to really know you really want to know here comes the list Let yeah write it get yourself it. a legal pad yeah yeah um because he'll ask me at times you know what what are you what all are you thinking about i'm like oh what am i not thinking about mm-hmm. and i'll start sharing he's like okay Sorry, I asked. I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard one time um, somebody describe it as like men are like, like I guess like elbow macaroni where everything is kind of its, you know, separate little thing and women are like spaghetti. Everything is intertwined. <laughs> yes. There's not all these individual things. That's funny. Everything is intertwined. And I, I feel like that's probably a really good, yeah. you know, metaphor. I just, so. I, we do like our time at night and we mm. try hard to get our kids to bed on time every night so that we can have the quiet time or the, the time to talk. Yeah, it's important. Um, it is important. And then, of course, mm. there are weekends. He's off on the weekends. So we try to do. Family time, mm-hmm. um, more family time. I mean, not when he comes home, just when he comes home during the week, but uh, we just try to be more intentional at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, well, you talked a lot about faith. I know that that is a big part of your life and stuff. Um, anything specific you want to share about that or just what your faith's meant to you? Or I mean, I grew up in church. Um, I was baptized when I was eight, and I'll never forget <laughs> I'll never forget my mom saying, Megan, the moment you get baptized and you give your life to Christ, it will never be the same. And I'm thinking at eight, how would that change? <laughs> I'm like, of course, you know, childlike faith. Right. But uh, as I got older, I realized, oh, yeah. I have a purpose in this walk with yeah. Jesus. Um, and in my early 20s, I strayed away, <laughs> strayed away, but it led me to my husband. And um, my husband was not a believer, and when we were dating, I was able to lead him to Christ. Mm. And um, we, ha- I mean, it's it has been a big thing for me as a mom. Yeah, with being in church. Um, I remember telling my husband after we had Mackenzie, we've got to find a home church. We've mm-hmm. got to find a church. Our kids need to be surrounded by other believers and like-minded people. 
and we have found our church, and we love we love where we go. Yeah, and um, the people that have been a part of our life. Yeah, I think the seasons of life when I really realize how important faith is are those just really difficult seasons. This yeah. year. Um, you know, after my daughter was born and almost dying with her, mm-hmm. those seasons, I'm like, this is where the rubber meets the road. And I mm-hmm. realized just how important faith is because I often think, how do, if you didn't have faith, how do you cope? I, I, I question that all the time. How do you, how do you get peace? How do you find, yeah, how do you, how cope? do you find do you, joy? How do you, yeah. This world is so chaotic without Christ. It's hard to imagine mm-hmm. people's lives without Christ. But I will say, the moment that we decided for me to be a stay-at-home mom and to stop working, I think that is that's that season that it was the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And I had nothing yeah. but my faith and my husband. But we had nothing but our faith to help us get us through. And I think that was like a shift in our walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, where the Bible really became intentional and um, learning the scriptures mm-hmm. and really trusting and standing on the Lord. Because in life, it, you're going to have seasons that are great and you're going to have seasons that are not great. And it's mm-hmm. where you draw from him. And again, you're we have to remember this is our daily bread. Mm-hmm. If we don't read it, then we're starving ourselves and we're not being fed and we're not having that uh encouragement, I guess mm-hmm. you could say that. It's we find. the consistency, you know. And when sometimes ev- it's hard. When everything else is consist is inconsistent though in life, yeah. that is still consistent. Yeah, like like that the, your it faith and all of that is still there. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Um well I know we're coming up on the one year anniversary mm-hmm. of you losing your mom because yeah. we lost Jeff's mom uh-huh. last year, literally like within the same couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so talk about how that has been. Were you close with your mom? Oh, man. Yeah. So growing up, I was a, um, I was a daddy's girl. Okay. Um, I loved my mom. My mom was amazing. She was like, don't ever mess with my kids. I right. come up to the school. I see where she gets it. <laughs> I will take care of them. No, um, she was very protective. She was a great mother. Um, And then the older I got, of course, my parents divorced, and I didn't see her for a few years. And um, she came back into my life when I was about 16, 17. And um, she had remarried, and Mm -hmm. God really changed her life. She dealt with, um, well, she had an issue, an addiction to medication drugs. Okay. That turned into street drugs um, after she divorced my dad. And we didn't know where she was. Wow. Um, she had an option. My dad told her, get help or don't come back. And she never came back. Wow. Um, but she hit bottom pit when I was 18. Um, I actually lived with her for a little bit. And she almost died. Mm-hmm. And her parents came in and took her home with them and helped her detox. Um changed her diet because she found out she had a, a gluten diet. She um, had celiac sprue. Okay. Which is borderline to Crohn's disease. Yep. Um, that's what almost killed her, not drugs. 
but drugs didn't help. <laughs> but she uh, found out that she had that, and her parents helped her get healthy, but also took her to church, and she really mm. found Christ. She knew God growing up. She was a believer, but she really strayed away from that, and I think that at that time is when she really connected that relationship with God. Yeah. Um, she remarried. She married a Christian man, met him at church, <laughs> um, was a great man. And it wasn't until I was, a, uh, it wasn't until I was an adult that we really had a good relationship, especially after I got married and had kids. She, yeah. Um, we really got close. I would call her almost every day. Yeah. And cause she lived in St. Louis and I lived here and, oh, she missed being here. Oh gosh, she would have loved to have been in Tennessee, but her home was in St. Louis. Yeah. So I talked to her a lot. And when she could come to visit, she would she would come at every birthday for Mackenzie and then of course with Mason she would try to come. Yeah. Um so yeah, we had a we had a, a pretty close relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's just another, you know, testimony of sometimes you have to hit rock bottom mm -hmm. and like go all the way to the bottom of you know, the pit, as you yeah. said, for you to be able to sometimes reconnect with faith and find yeah. that. And then it changes the trajectory of your whole future, you know, yeah. which is just crazy. So that's awesome. Yeah. How did she pass away? She so um, because of drugs in her earlier years, <laughs> um, she developed heart issues. Okay. So she had a congestive heart failure. Um, along with other things, too. I mean, she, uh, she, because of celiac sprue, it wasn't necessarily because of celiac sprue. I think it was a lot of just from her past life. Yeah. And drugs. But uh, she also had a split personality and dealt with mental illness. Okay. So that was, that was hard, too, because <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. I know some people struggle with mental illness but it's real mm -hmm. and I saw it in my mom because one day she would be one personality and the next day she would be a different personality you never wow. really always knew and it was based off of how she was feeling and a lot of times she was sick yeah um, and she didn't want to be sick so she would create that personality to try to work through it um but ultimately it ended up being her heart that um, yeah unfortunately took her she had many um procedures done where they went into the uh, electrical parts of the heart yeah singed that off because her what her heart was doing was overbeating mm -hmm. she could literally feel it beating out of her chest and she said it it would hurt a lot um but she got to the point where the doctor couldn't do it anymore she had had too many other procedures done yeah um so she was i remember a year before she passed away we had the talk of you know, her leaving this earth, what mm -hmm. she wanted for, you know, her, she wanted to be cremated and what she wanted done with her ashes, which I still haven't done yet. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, we, we knew that it was going to happen. It yeah. just, oh man, when it did, I'll never forget. Rocks your world. It really bit. does. It, it, I, I was working, I was teaching preschool and I got the call from my brother. I'm like, why is he calling me? Yeah. He never calls me. Right. My brother's in the Marine Corps. He doesn't really call that often. He has his own life. Yeah. Married with children. But uh, I, I go to call him and I just 
No. Yep, I lost yeah. it. I lost yeah. it. And thankfully, I had some sweet friends that were working with me. And, man, they just loved on me. And But it's, it's something, until you experience it, and I think, I know everybody's different. And I know men handle things differently than women. But as a woman, to lose your mom, it's hard. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is really, really hard. And it's hard to explain. Unless you have also walked through. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I always say you, you just can't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so you think you'd know how you'd respond or, you know, maybe your relationship isn't where you'd mm-hmm. want it to be, but you still just don't know how it will impact yeah, you. Yeah, I can tell you right yeah. now, if I would have loved to had been up there with her. Sure. You know, I, 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 wish, I wish that I would have. She was real sicker than I thought. Like, I knew she was sick, and I knew that her time would eventually come, but um, kidney failure also is what took took her life, and she was actually in a rehabilitation center, so she was there to recover, but she ended up passing there, and I wish that I would have gone to visit her. Yeah. Had I known that it had been, you know, yeah. that yeah. far. Yeah. What's your biggest lesson, you think, from your mom? What's your big... Oh, my goodness. Just love, just yeah. to love on your parents, regardless of um, disagreements. Agree to disagree, mm-hmm. and answer that phone call when when they call. Sure, and always end it saying "I love you." Yeah, um, and that's the one thing I've always. My dad taught me that at a very young age. I always say that you love someone when they're about to when you're about to end the call conversation or the call, because you never know when that's going to be their last call. That they could sure. be in a car wreck. You don't know. So I always say, answer, always talk, always have that open line of communication because I yeah. would do anything to talk to my mom again. I have <laughs> I have a voicemail saved from her mm-hmm. every now and then I'll go and I'll listen to it because I just yeah. I just miss the voice. Yeah, sure. I yeah. do, especially this year. <sighs> We've had so many different things happen this year. Even with homeschool, I was so excited about our first week of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I would have love to have called her up and shared with her about it yeah because she was so excited that I was doing homeschool and she always would say Megan I just love the mom that you are oh that's so sweet it is she's like I wish I could have been like this for you guys and I'm like mom you were you're an amazing mom yeah what are you talking about you had four kids I had two (laughs) (laughs) but she would always tell me that I was doing such a good job and she was always um she wishes that she had, um, not programs, but uh, like church. Um, we yeah. had an iMoms group and yeah. women's group. And Just that support. Support. She's like, oh, man, for you to have the support that you have, I wish I could have had that yeah. when I was your age with kids. And Yeah, I and think she, that's really important. It you know, is. I find think. people. Find people, you know, I, it kind of goes back to faith, but at the same time, there's so much like mental health studies that just talk yes. about like, you need to be in community yes. and scripture God, says that we were made to be alone. Yeah, we were we made to, to be in be. community yes. and, um, you know, the more I'm an introvert by nature, and the more that I'm around, though, other moms, and I My just, husband's an introvert. <laughs> yeah, and I just, 
I am re-energized or at least I'm affirmed Mm -hmm. in struggle and, you know, how I think about something or, um, it's just so important to do that. It's refreshing though when you get around. Yeah. Those. So what kind of support do you have set up? You talked about iMom, which is a... Group. I did iMom at our church, Long Hollow, for... Gosh. Mason is four. So five years. Pretty much five years. Because we had it at the church, and then we branched off and did iMom in our home. Um, and I think after that point, I, I stopped doing iMom. And then I really just focused in on D group, was in life group. Um, and now I have a Bible study group and I think it's, even if it's not a Bible study, start a book group, Mm -hmm. just start a book group and find some mom books, um, that you can maybe read. Of course, make sure they have a great foundation. (laughs) Just don't go pick any book off the shelf. I'm very, uh, uh, the older I get, the more I learn how important it is to know what you're reading and who that person is that wrote the book because I don't want to be taught or given any um, false information. But yeah, having a group of women, I mean, Mm -hmm. whether it is a mom's group or a a study group of some sort, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a community and it's people that you can reach out to. And if you need help or if you need prayer, that they're there. Yeah, I I think that that, there's just no substitute for that. And while your husband is your, you know, main line of, like, support and communication and stuff, uh, he is not a mama. And so there are things that he simply cannot understand. And so I think that that's so important and such a good observation on your mom's part to say she recognized that that yeah. was missing, yeah. you know, from her life. And so if you don't have a group, find a group, yeah. church group, mom's groups, join a fitness class, um, something. you know, book club, mm-hmm. something to engage with other women, especially, you know, other Yeah, do mamas. not do life alone. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's for whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, don't, don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may have a spouse or maybe you don't. Um, we're not, again, we are not created to do life alone. God created us because he needed us. Right. So, therefore, we are still needing of others. And mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Find people that are like-minded or that simply love the Lord and are there to lean on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, as we start to kind of wrap up, um, you know, I feel like self-care is kind of one of these, like, hot topics. But... At the same time, I feel like it is kind of a buzzword because we sort of suck at it as moms a lot of the time. So they had to create sort of a buzzword marketing campaign around it so that now we can hashtag it and it's cool. So um, how do you practice self-care? How do you take care of Megan? Um, Well, of course, I'm always on the back burner (laughs) for the most part, I guess you could say. And I'm okay with that in all honesty. I'm not, I am not bougie, Okay. That's like a new word that I learned. Where's that word come from? <laughs> so you're not hippie. No, no, I am very simple. I Half the time I don't even wear makeup. Um, but this year, I'm not teaching preschool. I am homeschooling. But both of my kids are in a program. Mackenzie's in a co-op group for homeschoolers. Mason is still preschool, so he's in a preschool group on Thursdays. So Thursdays are my day 
pretty much. I have five hours to do what I want. And so far, it's been, I went to the doctor. <laughs> I've got to do a dentist appointment. They're not fun yet. Well, there was one fun day. I, well, two. I had a pedicure, and then I got my hair done. There you go. Um, but it is it is my day, and I can either stay home and do nothing, which I did on my first day. Mm-hmm. I stayed home, and I, I had lunch in peace, and I watched a show in peace. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. But um, outside of that, I mean, I do my color street, which I sell my color street. My mm-hmm. husband's really great because if I have um, parties or events – he covers, of course, um, so that I can go and do that. But I enjoy doing that. Yeah. For me to, and that's that working mom in me. Totally. To get out of the house and to share this with others. I just love it. Yes. Yeah. We didn't quite me, talk fun. about that. How long have you been doing it? Because you've done, you've done a couple of things. You've, I feel like that, that heart of that working mom is still like, yeah. I need to have something, some yeah, kind I've of done, outlet. I've done Young Living. I still use Young Living. I just don't really promote it like I did before. Um, I love essential oils. They have been amazing, especially when my kids were much younger. Had tummy issues and whatnot. They're fantastic. Um, So I did some of Young Living, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then Color Street came to me. And let's see, I was introduced to it. It was, it'll be two years in November that a friend reached out. And shared it with me, and I loved it. And after Christmas, January, uh, I signed up to become a stylist to sell the product. And that two-year mark will be here January. Wow, yeah. Um, so I, I, I love Color Street because it is simple, mm-hmm. it is affordable, and anybody can really do it because it's practically a sticker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love stickers? <laughs> um, especially kids. <laughs> so if you have little girls, they'll really love them. Uh, I know mine did. So, yeah. it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's important to have something, too. Like, that's just another community, mm-hmm. I imagine. I imagine you yes, have Yes, a... oh my goodness, I have a team. Yeah. I have a team of some awesome awesome ladies and some of um, some of them are working moms and it's like half and half I have working moms and I have stay-at-home moms and all of them I mean they're doing great with the business but they're a team we're a team so we support each other Mm -hmm. and we help each other grow and and I love it I mean it's it's fun we get together we we had um, a team gathering back in August for our color street conference launch of the fall Love collection it. and it's just always so fun to get together yeah. with those ladies because yeah. it's, it's just fun and every of course everybody's checking out each other's nails what do you have on <laughs> what do you have on <laughs> I mean it's fun yeah um and I mean I don't it's it's been a blessing as well mm-hmm. um because you know some of these multi-level marketing companies or direct sale companies they're hit and miss some of them you can profit off of and others you don't and you struggle. Um, and Color Street has been a blessing. It yeah. has helped pay for my students, my students, <laughs> my children. <laughs> it's helped pay for their tuition or clothes or shoes. Yeah. Um, it helped pay for vacation uh, back in May. I mean, it's, it, it is it is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, the, the big takeaway for me is that you know, I, I did an interview last week um, with a woman named Katie, and she said, 
you know, what I want moms to know is that you can do everything. You just can't do everything all at once. Yeah. And I just think that's so good because still, you know, if you have a heart to be a stay-at-home mom, but you also still, you know, want to bring in some income, there are options. There are things you can do Mm -hmm. um, where you can be in those different roles and purposes. And so I think think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know moms that clean on the side. I know moms at work that just work the weekends. Yep. And the husband stays with the kids. I mean, if that is still in you, find mm-hmm. your little nook. Find it. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's still something in your heart that says, I want to be working, figure out how to do that and, yeah. and still, you know, live Because you do find purpose. joy. I mm-hmm. love doing this part of the business. I love having the parties. And the parties are flexible because I can do it online. Mm-hmm. I mean, social media people, Facebook. <laughs> I can do it on Facebook or even, uh, what's that? One app that everybody was doing during uh, COVID. What's it called? I'm the worst to ask oh about gosh. social media. Uh, TikTok. Th- no, it's not TikTok. Oh. It's every. It's you're only allowed to be on there for 45 minutes unless you pay for the subscription. Oh, Zoom. Zoom. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't <laughs> think of it. I was zoomed out. Right. Because there was too many Zoom calls. At yeah. Point. But yep. Zoom. I mean, you can do parties with. Yeah. Zoom. There's so many creative ways to build businesses. I go Mm -hmm. to vendor events like for seasonal things. Mm -hmm. And it is just so fun to be out working with my teammates and seeing other people, seeing people that I know. I mean, it's just refreshing. Gives you that creative professional outlet. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time. I feel like we've known each other for a little bit, but I learned some things I didn't know. (laughs) Well, awesome, Megan. Thanks so much. Yes. Don't you just love a good chat with a fellow mom friend? Like, one of the biggest blessings of my year since May has been being able to do this podcast and get to spend an hour in intentional conversation with a fellow working mom each week. And I always leave the conversation blessed and encouraged. And I hope that it does that for you too. That's really the heart behind Memoirs from the Minivan. So, hope you enjoyed today's episode and hearing Megan's story, Um, especially if you are listening and you've lost your mom. I know that can be a very difficult time, and so I hope you were encouraged today. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Memoirs from the Minivan podcast, and as always, if you can like and subscribe and share uh, with other mamas out there, we would love to be part of encouraging them as well. Have a great day. Thank you.